I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until... 6.30, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double-t-97-3.com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. We'll have coverage of the Texas Rangers coming up tonight at 6.30. Uh, Rangers lost last night, um, ruining Josh Young's return triumphant return astros lost as well mariners won and so the uh, the sitch in the al west astros leading by one and a half games over the rangers and the mariners um mariners three and seven in their last 10 astros four and six rangers six and four How did uh, how do you think Josh looked? You know, I saw the all all I saw was the base hit, and uh, so pretty good. Yeah, and uh, I know it's easy to get caught up in the and, and just let the result speak for it. But he, uh, I, I thought the the base hit kind of a smoked a line drive to right center field was vintage Josh, and so uh, I didn't see the other three hit bats. Then I saw one for four. So I didn't see the other three bats to see if his time and looked out of whack or whatever, but he made a nice defensive play and seemed like he stepped right in. Now, you know, their bullpen continues to be a problem. I don't think that's a revelation here, and, and it may be a fatal problem. We shall soon see. But, yeah, that, uh good to see him back in there. The way things sit right now, Rangers – Mariners tied for that uh, with that last spot last two spots uh, Rays have a very comfortable uh, lead in the wild card uh, Blue Jays a game up on the Rangers and the Mariners your uh, your Astros they're all all, our Astros, all of right? your Astros yeah. America's, America's team. Team. I'm learning yeah uh they stand to benefit from the current playoff format, and they will, and that they will have the third best record. Uh, should it finish, were it to finish today, right? But they would be the two seed because they are the second highest division winner. Uh, the Rays right now are again, if it stands as as is, the Rays are uh, second place in the AL East, but they would be the top seeded wild card. So. Uh, do you like that, or do you think that they should just re seed it based on record? No, no. I, I mean, as long as they're going to keep divisions, I'm, I'm, I support a winning, a winning division team get, getting priority. Like, I, I like it that there's some, uh, that they're playing for something here. That the division win means something. Uh, 
But does it mean a little bit less now? Yeah. Yes. When you you're playing, when everybody plays, yeah, everybody, you're not playing absolutely. as much inside yeah. your division. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that uh, the sort of a tangent to this, the you know a lot of people pushing because Tampa today the Rays announced plans for a new stadium finally, uh, and uh, they you know that and it, it's it's got like a I think I heard twenty twenty eight. Uh, so it's not not something they're going to be in next week, but that place is, you know, attendance has always been poor and nobody really loves that place and whatever, but they've done a lot of winning in there. Um, uh, but, but a tangent to this is sort of like, okay, expansion talks have always, uh, you know, the, the, the conversation has always been that they would wait and get Oakland situated and get, or the A's mm-hmm. situated and, and the Rays situated, and then they talk about expansion. And so, the natural succession today was—I don't—I don't think it was planned, but like a lot of a lot of people who follow the game What's were next? like, "Okay, all right, Nashville and who?" You know, and I, I mean, I'm saying that because I heard one of the national guys saying, "All right, this should be Nashville and who? Is, is it going to be Nashville and Montreal?" You know, and and uh, but what that would do is get you to 32, get the perfect kind of 16 team balance on both sides symmetry uh, is it, is it going to just open up back to you know what it was in the pre 1969 i think and when it was all just one big you know two big eight team leagues and the winner of each of course it wouldn't be the winner of each but seeding and mm-hmm. things like that uh there's as as you said since they're all playing across and everybody plays everybody there's some there's some scheduling imbalances toward the division opponents of course but it's that that stuff means less than maybe it ever has what do you think of the um i mean if you're a Rays fan you're probably happy because it means they're going to stay and and good for you like Mm -hmm. that's great yeah but um they're they're going to build that stadium on the same in the same spot basically as tropicana field yeah and that's not Based on what we've been told, at least on the chat line, and that it like seems like traffic issues. Yeah, yeah, it's there, no, there's no one there. Right, like it's it's, it's a, hard it's to a get... 45 minute trip for most folks. Right, and and that was one of the the that explains and it and I was reminded of our texture um, who talked about like you know the the biggest issue they need to solve is transportation, and and uh, which was interesting. Uh, I mean, it it really is interesting, and I don't know the dynamic, but I've read about it. Uh, of course, uh, this conversation is everyone's trying to replicate sort of what I mean. The, the ultimate, I think, the the best situation is what the Braves have in terms of the battery and you know apartments and restaurants and clubs and you know that that place is just bumping all the time, game day or not, and uh, and they've got a financial stake in all of it. Uh, and I think that's what the the Rays are wanting to create. Obviously, create a better baseball situation, but but something around it that draws more people in. It's only like a thirty thousand seat capacity, so they're not you know packing them in, right? And man, like it seems like th- that would be a lot easier to do in and around Atlanta than Tampa. Yeah, I agree. Right, and I don't I don't know the the population at the top of my head. I guess I can use this computer and and find out, but. It, it seems like it, that would be heavily tilted toward Atlanta, yeah. not Atlanta as they call it. Yeah, and I think the and and I, I'm with you in that the the you know they the Atlanta situation is uh, you know they they put that thing right there around a couple of the 
major intersections of big interstates. You know, I think it's about I-75 and two, whatever the big loop is around town. And, uh, you know, and then they, you know, they have created a ton of traffic and a lot of people moving up there to that area. I mean, it's, it's, it's like plopping a stadium down of, you know, in about, you know, the tollway and LBJ, like around the Galleria in Dallas and just having people flock to it where it's a population center. Atlanta's Metro about twice as large population wise, six to 3 million, roughly more tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. How are you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6.30. We'll have coverage of the Rangers coming up at that time here on Double T 97.3 High School Fans on your 7 on 100.7 The Score. Uh, we get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, the Rangers scored two runs and uh, you blame the bullpen. Sorry, but the offense is not good. It's been stagnant for six weeks. Well, hopefully uh, Josh Young fixes that. Yeah, no doubt. I I don't say I'm blaming them. I, I mean, I'm. They they gave it up. They gave up a lead at the end. Is where I was going yeah. with that. That's. But yes, you're right. That's a low scoring game, and you know, Rangers didn't get it. Did it get? Didn't get it done. Will Smith struggles continue, and that's tough because he early this year was a big key to that pen success, and. uh it looked like they had fortified him with Araldus Chapman, and now it's almost like Chapman needs to replace him. But yeah, you're you're one hundred percent right. Two runs is enough. Bobby Hot Dogs has this. Aaron, how are Linus and Simon recovering from their Bob Barker surgeries? Um, I, I couldn't. I mean, I assume Linda's doing good. I haven't seen her since I dropped her off at the animal shelter on Friday. Thank goodness. Um, and then uh, Silas is doing good. I uh, last night, speaking of baseball, I enjoyed. Uh, went home and flipped on the Cardinals game, and and lo and behold, Adam Wainwright won his two hundredth, got his two hundredth career win, which was kind of a feel good deal there for fans like me that have followed that team and his career for so long. Cause he's a good guy, and like he had stunk it up most of the year and i think he would tell you that if that's not my editorial comment but they beat uh they beat milwaukee one to nothing and uh he went seven innings of shutout baseball and it was a big you know emotional celebration and i think he is uh i i'll be surprised if he takes the mound again why why would you like dude you just threw, you've won his last two starts after being brutal right for a good while and fighting through injury and stuff like and and he got to number two hundred the last time on the mound. He threw seven scoreless. Go ahead, and, <laughs> go ahead and hang it up. It's not quite the uh, the late season resurgence that uh, Albert Pujols had no, last year. No, but, no, no, no. But right. still a pretty uh, pretty interesting slash I'm sure um, fun in some ways 
you know, end yeah. of the season the last couple of years for people like you who've Absolutely. been rooting for those guys for yeah. such a long time. Absolutely. For them to kind of have a, a positive ending. 100%. has to be pretty cool. Yeah, once the, you know, as the season played out and they were as bad as they were, it really became down to, you know, there's a couple 21-year-olds that are interesting to watch. You know, you do that kind of thing when your team's out of it. But then it was like, all right. We got, what are we talking about here? We got one job here. Let's get Adam Wainwright across the finish line. Yeah, sorry. 21-year-old baseball player. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes, sicko. Uh, but, yeah, getting, getting Wainwright across the finish line, and that got done. Nice. Oh, so that was, that whoa. Was last night. Hey, I had, yo. And I, I did. I had the Monday night games on. Did did some antenna with the one, and then flipped over to the other on the ESPN, and I was on the Cardinals game, kind of had those – quiet in the background and both of those games look kind of doggy even though they drew numbers and did all that stuff it was, was they were both kind of like man ugh. was that a uh, shout out to linda kind of some well they did the split screen thing yeah they did on espn which is just terrible That's, it's i mean because you waste so much of the screen with just empty space it um and, and we talked about this yesterday. Two twenty-one. Well, first of all, the, the la- that game last week was the biggest in ESPN's history with biggest viewership in ESPN's history with Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. which goes back to OC. The Jets of course, game. that was the Adam right. Ro- uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, breaking his foot, and also it had a lot of build up, and it was a good matchup. And of course, the Jets are hard knocks and all that stuff, and then. Uh, but yeah, it feels like we're getting some uh, uh, some experimentation with the Monday night formatting because there's several of these um, you know, 21 NFL broadcasts for the ESPN slash ABC networks, 21 broadcasts in prime time, and so most of those are going to be on Mondays. And there's you know there's another overlap next week. I mean, it's just a it's interesting, and it does feel like we're watching some, you know, they're, they're trying some stuff. Uh, I did see this. I printed this little thing out, but one of the, the highlight matchup involves Clint's, uh, Clint's uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, Chiefs-Eagles rematch, Super no. Bowl rematch in Week 11. So that'll be on end of the season in a way that, uh, you know, most of those type matchups, it feels like these days, get to the Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. You know, that premium premium game but however however that worked or however that you know however all that goes you and i've talked about a mythical draft pick of tv networks i wish it was that simple because that would be fascinating to watch okay in week three espn you get the first choice who would you like to tell about you know it may go like that i don't know but uh, i would even watch it if it was delayed by a year like if we went back and watched last year's tv draft Oh yeah, you know, like if you, if you need to protect yeah, so feelings right, or right. whatever, I mean, I, I don't even know what that would be like. That would be some like stick it on ESPN Plus down there. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm more just, interested. I just want to nerd out. Yeah, I yeah. just want to nerd out on the process. Not, uh, uh, yeah, and, and like you said, I, I'd watch it from a couple years ago just to see the thing play out. And you know, of course, I've wanted to see Endeavor's reports about the value of college athletic media rights. So it's. You know, that's I'm I'm maybe that's my sports admin degrees kicking in or something. I don't know, but I'm willing to nerd out on that. Love to hear your thoughts and comments 
on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. We uh, we had a near miss over the weekend with our FCS upset draft. We entered the weekend with both Gus and I having one FCS upset pick correct. Go Salukis. Um, my Idaho over Nevada pick hit. Your Southern Illinois versus Northern Illinois pick hit. Um, Clint, his two entries that were both uh, in week one um, missed. And so now we are waiting for his week six pick. But it was possible that you could have secured a victory over the weekend had Idaho won on the road at Cal. And I, I... I'm guessing you probably didn't follow this game very closely. Um, you. Idaho led that game 17 to nothing in the second quarter. <laughs> I th- that's good because it's I've spent hours of research. I on bet. That yeah, game. <laughs> they led 17 nothing uh, with nine minutes to go in the second quarter. They lost that game 31 17, and so now the best that. Clint can do is to tie force a three way force tie. a three way tie, uh, and that is with a William and Mary victory over Virginia in week six. So we'll, we'll this one will not be decided until October. Yeah, that's what slow burn. Slow and this burn was, to see if I lose anyways. And you you know what's funny? You also because you're buying you, the treats if you uh, if you get whacked. You yes. Gus, uh, you had a near miss earlier. Um, <clears throat> you picked New Hampshire over Central Michigan. This was actually your last pick, and um, that was a 45-42 game. And it was tied in the fourth quarter, but uh, the Chippewas hit a field goal, a 47-yarder, which is far from a gimme, 47-yard field goal uh, as time expired to win the game. Well, like I said, I have rigorous yeah, algorithms. Uh, and impressive stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad at my UAB one because they've looked terrible after their... Oh, just god-awful. <laughs> More Tech Talk next. I'm willing to nerd out on that. Podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hello there. How you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We appreciate you spending part of your afternoon with us. Love to hear from you on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double uh, We get this on the chat line of the 30, I'm sorry, of the 68 Rangers losses. 31 of them are blown saves. So, yeah, it's the bullpen. Yeah, uh, and it was a, they had a 2-1 lead in the eighth, gave up the three runs, and so it's there's there's some context to the, to the Texers reply to me. Yes, two runs and enough to win very many games. In this specific instance, though, they did take a lead into the eighth inning, and Will Smith got rocked. Somebody says this. Uh, regarding the quarterback conversation, it's almost as if the coaches have seen hundreds of hours of scrimmages and practices that we haven't seen and know exactly who is and isn't to blame on any given day. Um, or, I'm sorry, any given play. Yeah, I think that that's broadly true, but at the same time, 
you know, in, in defense of tech fans who for 25 years, more or less, have had a front row seat um, at seeing both great quarterback play, right, um, and also really bad defensive play. Yeah. I feel like if you're a, if you're a tech fan that pays attention, that watches the games, you know what those look like. You might not be able to kind of put your finger on what makes it that way. You might not be able to quantify it or even explain it, but it's kind of like pornography, right? You see it, you, you know it when you see it. Um, and, and then I would also say this, different staffs, right? This is not, I mean, so you, McGuire has somewhat of a blank slate here, clearly, obviously. But, you know, you, you could have said the same thing what, three years ago, four years ago, when Matt Wells and um, uh, Yost started Jackson Tyner, which which will go down as one of the the most bizarre, indefensible quarterback choices that we might ever see. He was terrible. Um, and, you know, I think that the, the – the, this, Stephen Sheffield Taylor Potts discussion also maybe warrants uh, a mention here. So not, again, not necessarily directly applicable to this situation in you know 2023, but I would just say it's you know it's not always the case the coaches make the right call. Yeah, we're because we've seen it. Yeah, that's right. I uh, yeah, I, I agree, and I, I think. Uh, I mean, the, the, I'm so intrigued by this upcoming game for 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 a lot of reasons, and uh, I'm I'm not changing the subject, but just the the dynamic of of you know how how the game's going to play out, and you know how well we're going to play offensively, you know how we're going to be defended. I mean, is this team going to come out and light it up at some point? Uh, are some of these playmakers going to come out and light it up in a in a way that? Uh, you know, is pleasing to the eye. Are they going to do it on the road? I mean, like there, there's, it's, it's going to be compelling, and and it's a, you know, there, there's no must win games on week four, but it's, uh. it's, I know, it's, it's a hard path to, uh, to six wins and bowl eligibility. It, it's not a clear path to six wins and bowl eligibility, which is by no means the goal I think that this team started with, but a, a loss is coming Saturday starts to put a lot of doubt on a lot of other things, whether this loss is 52 to 51 or 10 to seven. You know, someone on um, Red Raider Sports went back and, and put all this together. They looked at the six true road games that uh, Tech has played under McGuire. Of course, you're one and five in those games. The lone win in Ames last year, 14-10. Your five losses at North Carolina State, at Kansas State, at Oklahoma State, at TCU, and at Wyoming. Um, Cyclones and the the Cowboys, the Wyoming Cowboys, the only two of those six teams that weren't ranked at the time. Uh, Oklahoma State, this is bizarre to kind of say out loud because of how badly they've been really since then, more or less. They were ranked seventh when you played them last year in Stillwater, which is, again, hard to believe. Uh, TC was ranked seventh when you played them, but in in your six road games, you're minus eight in turnover margin. 
You're minus eight. You've only you've only won the turnover battle one time in six road games, and that was two weekends ago in Laramie. And I, I don't think this Mountaineer offense will just be able to go up and down the field yeah, on you. Whether they have Garrett Green or not, it sounds like they won't. Uh, they're starting quarterback. Um, so you can't give them a short field. You and, can't give them possessions. Right. And, and uh, I mean, it, it, it feels a bit like the Wyoming game in the sense that we talked about the game, sort of the game script being driven around something that supports the defensive side of their game uh which i i'm i mean i'm sort of surprised to say that by well as talking about neil brown because we saw him slinging around here for three years and and he's you know he's an offensive coach but he you know he he may be game scripting some things and play into their strengths and you know and that's i i would tell you that's the mark of a good coach time will tell if they're a good team or not but um but in that sense, it feels a little. I mean, it feels like our pregame conversations are are build up to Wyoming. Like they're going to run the ball, or try. You know, I don't think they're going to try to play with some frenzied pace or anything. Uh, try to play a heavy game. Try to bully you, uh, that kind of thing. Um, it's just. Uh, but but and and then the the flip side of that is is something we've heard McGuire say like. And, and he was really talking about it leading into the Wyoming game. He specifically referenced it like, you know, so much of the unusual occurrences, and unfortunately we, Texas Tech, fell subject to that. But some of the unusual performances in week one a lot of times just have to do with not playing clean football. And I think clean football is his exact verbiage. Uh, you, you know, and you can go back to – you can go back to that Wyoming game. We don't need to revisit it. But the, the number of times, you know, the the pass that's dropped on the five yard line, this missed field goal here, this block there, blah blah blah, um, and 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 it feels like go play a clean game, and that's not easy because the other team's trying to disrupt it and keep you from playing a clean game. You know what we'd love to do? Not let West Virginia play a clean game, but. Um, you know, when you start talking about turnover margin, it's hard to, it's hard to say, it's it's hard to Edward asks how many play a clean game and and not win that turnover margin. You know what I mean? Like if you if you turn it over zero or one time and you turn the over t- other team over three times, it's hard to say, boy, they they played a clean game. That's a that's a telling number. I'm sure it's not lost on Coach McGuire either. The the eight turnovers. Or the minus eight, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, you just can't. It's a hard way to live, especially on the road. And that place will be, that place will be bumping this week. They're two and one in a year where they were picked to be last in the Big Twelve, and and uh, coming off a win over their arch rival. Yes, it appears that Pittsburgh's not very good, but still, the the one loss they've got on their ledger is to pretty good Penn State team. More Tech Talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hello there. How you going? Happy Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. 
with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6.30. Actually, Uh, we'll have coverage of the Rangers and Red Sox coming up at that time. High school fans on at 7 on 100.7 The Score. Um, This from someone on the chat line. Uh, Some players practice well but don't perform well under the lights. We have to face the fact that McGuire is stuck on Shuck regardless of gameplay. I I have a, a few issues with your statement. Not that I'm saying that Shuck has played well. I don't think that he has. Um, but I, I don't think that it's a fact that McGuire is stuck on Shuck, right? You're, you're, you're claiming something as a fact when, uh, when you can't prove that. Um, and I would say it's probably disputable. And then two, this all kind of ignores what we saw last year, right? Where, where he did play well. And, and came up clutch in key moments. I mean, you, you, you crawled back from a, a what, a three-score deficit against Oklahoma. Uh, you, you beat Ole Miss in the bowl game. He played well. MVP. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't like some 9 situation where you've got a brand-new starter. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, and, and that's... We're, we're wordsmithing the text, but the word you, you said fact can't prove that. So no fact. Um, this on the chat line from Bobby Hot Dogs. I think all of the legions of adoring Tech Talk fans would be elated if Brennan replaced the current starter in the Raymar production booth. He <laughs> actually will, right? Won't he? Yeah. In like uh, like two an hour or so. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. yeah there we go. Your wish is granted, Bobby Hot Dogs. You're welcome. We're just making your dreams come true is all. We're a show for the fans. Um, South Texas Ambassador Preston says this. I think it's also true that there are individuals who excel in practice, but then when the lights turn on, it changes and vice versa. I agree with that. I do agree with that. I was one of them in in Little League Baseball. Going like one for four He's in practice and practice for well, no, no, I, you know, and truthfully, I think part of it was uh, I couldn't. We play our games at night, and I just couldn't see very well because this was pre classes. What's a what's a big deal? The, I've never heard the nighttime excuse. Practice. Like, what do you mean excuse? Well, if we hey, played the games, if we played the games in the day, I would have been like an all American. Yeah. Well, we can go back and look at the. We can go to break down the numbers. I've got even in the daytime. He was a three hundred hitter at mm-hmm. night. It was literally a night and day difference. <laughs> uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. If we lose 10-7 to 7 on Saturday, no one could or should defend Shuck anymore after that. What if we lose 52-51? to 51? I, mean, I, I think that if you lose 10-7, to 7, I, I think that... I doubt he al- would finish the game. Almost but, yeah. every scenario where that happens, I mean, Shuck ha- plays a significant hand in that performance, right, in a bad way. But I think if you lose ten to seven, the conversation needs to be larger than just Chuck. It needs to be about the offense. Yeah. Right? It needs to be about your O line, which was supposed to be way better. It's it should be about your receivers, um, who who have not like covered themselves in glory so far in three games. It needs to be about your scheme. It needs to be about your play caller. Um, it needs to be about all of that. And and Chuck will take a heavy dose of the blame. He plays that position. I understand it. And again, if you only score seven points on the road, he'll have had a large hand in that oh, wow. showing, to be clear. 
and I will not sit here and just like you know cape up for shuck. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm far more concerned about the offense as a whole than I am just about Tyler Shuck. I don't think that Tyler Shuck is the lone thing standing between you and the top ten offense. I agree. I, I uh, th- these things being uh, th- these things to me end up being uh, oversimplifications. You know, th- this is a really complex. I don't even say problem. It's a complex conversation with a lot of variables. It's easier to just go that one. It's like we. It may be what I was talking about earlier. The there there are nuances in the Rangers team performance. I'm pointing to the bullpen as a problem, but yeah, there's games where the offense doesn't work. Stretches where the offense doesn't work. I mean, that's just. But if if uh, you know, it's it's never the right thing to do to just try to boil it down to one thing. And if if Tech loses ten to seven on Saturday, I'm going to call in sick on Monday. Yeah, no, just I, letting you I know. Just you. FYI. And that was obviously the the hypothetical. There. I don't. Uh, I don't. And I I don't know that either one of those is. Uh, neither one of those would be palatable. The the. They would both be shocking results, uh, t- ten to seven. I don't know what would be less probable: t- losing ten to seven, or fifty-two to fifty-one, or whatever it was. I said that, that seems like that 52, almost fifty-one seems. It very seems unlikely. less probable with this with this West Virginia team. Because I, I do think your defense is pretty good. I do, too. I, I do and too. I think that it's pretty good, despite um, you know some some key injuries, namely Jacob Rodriguez. Um, I think you've held up. I think you've largely played winning football. I think that uh, your biggest gripes probably about the defense, not forcing enough turnovers, although I don't know that you've ever forced enough, um, and you know probably not getting to the quarterback as much. But mm-hmm. beyond that, I think that you've played fairly sound, again, solid winning football. You know, McGuire talked about, Coach McGuire talked about um, in uh, – that the the he, he brought up the fact that the, and he he spit some numbers um, about second quarter performance and fourth quarter performance and how we've been pretty good in the first. You think about Wyoming, mm-hmm. think about Tarleton as well, and then like the second quarters we've gone quiet a couple times, um, and just in general when you just lay down the. Thing and the, but one thing we haven't done is play really well defensively in the fourth quarter because they had a chance that they had a chance to get off the field against Wyoming and yes it would have yeah. been a seventeen to whatever game I mean it wasn't not like they lit it up but they had a chance they had a chance in overtime on a fourth and goal from the seven they've had sure they've they had did. chances yeah. and so you know where the and and I'm like you I feel like the defense has played pretty well and and. You started this show by talking about how we, uh, how our recency around here we've seen some awful, like worst in school history, worst defenses in the NCAA. And so, you know, maybe our expectations are <laughs> kind of low. I don't know, Coach McGuire, Coach Deruder, and those guys don't have those type of expectations, but uh, they they've been, you know, the, I, I think the defense has played well enough to win, but. You know they they've had a chance to flip a couple of results and couldn't quite get it done. And there's been some specific things that have been a problem. There's been some QB runs that this team has allowed that have been gut wrenching in both of the two losses. And you know those are the kind of things that hopefully can get cleaned up. And 
Neat. And, the, and you know what? Both of those coaches talked about needing more from Linton, Steve Linton. Steven says this, the light blindness is a fact. Never played under lights. Dad hit me flies, and the lights fly hit me between the eyes. Never saw it. There you go. <laughs> there Told you. Is. More tech talk next. Suck it, Steve. Oh! It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? Thank you for making us part of your Tuesday with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6.30. We'll have coverage of the Texas Rangers coming up at that time as they continue their series against the Boston Red Sox. We'll also have the high school fans on coming up at 7 on 100.7 The Score. Now we get this on the chat line, the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Someone says, inconsistency has been Shuck's problem all along. Looks really great part of the time and just meh the other part. Um, this in the chat line, I think the hard thing with Shuck is that we all expected to see the Shuck that finished the season last year to start this season. So far, it doesn't feel like we've seen that. I completely agree. I think you're you're spot on. Is the closest we've seen the Oregon game? That was, I mean, because those were both like 20-plus rushes for 100-plus yard games. I think minus the back-breaking turnovers, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but Ole Miss didn't get anywhere near the heat on him that Oregon did. I, I tend believe. to agree. That's my yeah. recollection. Yeah. Uh, Rachel says this, Shuck is an edge rusher's dream. He dropped so far back, and I don't get why. When you drop back 15 yards, you can't blame that on the O-line. And it's not like the dude is short. He should be able to see the field well. Uh, Sergeant Canine says this. I think the defense will hold through the season. I think the offense at this time is pedestrian. I don't think that the blame lies squarely on Tyler, but he hasn't played well. I agree with that too. Um, someone says this. Only problem on defense not making big plays in big moments. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, didn't Joey call out Linton yesterday during the uh, press conference? Yes. Not in a nasty kind of way. I think they both did. I think he and DeRuder did. But just, and I, I think the comment was, "We need more from Linton." I think that was the way they said it. Out. That's not. That's not. You know, that's not nasty or anything. He's not ripping on a kid or whatever, but it's you know, it's kind of stating a fact. Like that's that's the guy one of the guys that you needed to be a edge rusher and a threat and you know hasn't happened. He made a bunch of he he was around the ball a bunch at Wyoming and a lot of those were like him dropping into pass coverage, which again speaks to the, the athlete he is that he can, you know, be versatile like that and whatever, drop into shallow zones and get after the quarterback and do all the things, but and they talked about he's playing with a couple of injuries and this and that, but yeah, they just I think the the comment was just that they need more from him and and um, Coach McGuire said he was going to play him on special teams some this week and I, I don't know what what that means, but um, it is interesting to me that and of course coming off of Tarleton we could be a little bit slanted, but you know that because they played a bunch of dudes and a bunch of young guys, but you know and and I may be just 
little halo effect here thinking about Ben Roberts, but you know, that, that, that some of these younger dudes that are, you know, maybe better athletes and higher rated talent are getting in and, and being impactful in a way that kind of, you know, that we've talked about, man, we're losing a bunch of super seniors mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe just maybe what we're gaining are some better athletes. Yes. Younger inexperienced, not as physically developed, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, you know, maybe as we turn our eyes toward 2024, not that I'm done with 2023 yet, but, uh, you know, we're going to be looking at a, you know, the fruits of some better recruiting classes and maybe some more talented type athletes. I mean, I, I would, I would love to be, um, in a position in late November where I'm just distraught, right. At all of the attrition that you'll have, mm-hmm. the, the, you know the expected attrition, like you said, uh, from from people exhausting their eligibility. But I think, I think right now, like the the two defensive tackles, Hutchings and Bradford. I mean, that's going to sting. Yep, to lose them. No doubt. They, they've been really, really good. They've been better than I think that we even think, because uh, because what they do so often doesn't show up in a box score or a stat sheet. Um, Malik Dunlap. I think that's going to be a big loss that mm-hmm. you'll feel. Um, and then Austin McNamara. I mean, he's he's he probably will. There's a pretty good chance he'll go down as the Big 12's all-time leader in career punting average. Wow! Um, and that doesn't happen by accident, yeah. and it doesn't happen, you know, in, in the blink of an eye. Um, but beyond that, like I don't. There's really no one else. Again, based only on three games, and I'd love to be wrong. I would. I would so desperately love to be wrong. There's no one else where I go, man. Oh, that's gonna suck not seeing him on the like. That's that's gonna be hard to be replaced. Sure, that production or that performance. I uh, am I missing someone? No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I uh, this past weekend they they talked up and again coming out of yesterday's coaches media thing um, where you know both coordinators and head coach talk. Um, Dylan Spencer, outside linebacker, another young player. They talked about how tough he is, how physical he is. And uh, they also talked about Dingle, who you might remember Dingle is the um, first-year player, came in January, ran on the track team, ran hurdles, and what, finished sixth in the Big 12 in hurdles? I think that's right. Mm -hmm. And then – Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Been playing a bunch of special teams. And, uh, I mean, Joey talked about getting Dingle and Dylan Spencer. He said they will play early at West Virginia. And he said, I, when I play, when we get young guys, he said, I like to get them in the game early for a little bit. And he said, that way they don't, you know, their concentration doesn't drift just with all that's going on. He said the best thing to do is, you know, the best thing he likes to do is to get them in the game early. And so those those are two really young linebackers that are going to play some early. And I don't know if that's a couple of series, just being a rotation early. We'll, we'll see. But – uh you put those two with Ben Roberts, and like, man, that's that's a, you know, all of a sudden these are some really young names popping mm-hmm. up in this in this defensive rotation, and uh, you know, and here we go. But uh, and it would be nice to 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 find sort of that happy medium that that we get peppered in with really good performances from these super seniors that we're all going to miss. To your point, but also able to pepper in some of these young dudes in a way that we go, you know what. We got a chance to be okay, you know. 
because uh, there, there's three defensive backs that are young guys. I mean, I think they feel good about that group going into next year. Um, you know, with the three the three freshmen that came in in January, they're trying to keep a couple of those guys back and only play them in four games if they can. If they can keep everybody healthy. I mean, there's there's good problems presenting themselves, but I hope, like you said, hopefully we're coming off a seven, eight, nine win season that we can talk about this. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.